I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is Hey kids, I'm Seb and I'm here today with Berlin and Wallon. And today we'll be talking about playing a lot of lands. And uh, this is Constructing Old School Magic Monster of the Week. Hello, Olan. What are we talking about today? Hello, Seb. Today we are talking about uh, playing lands in pre-modern. Uh, lots of lands. Um, and we we have none other than Berlin uh, here to talk about his version of the deck. Welcome, Berlin. Thank you, Seb. And uh, hello to you, Olan, as well. <laughs> How did you come about started building lands you mentioned uh, on the blog that it was maybe one of the first decks you wanted to go about building mm, yeah it's uh, it's like my pet deck and uh, it has a history uh, but i don't remember the history <laughs> <laughs> basically it's one of the first decks that i built but i i don't know like how i came up uh, really with the idea uh, somehow mm. Like the the pair of exploration and horn of greed, uh, sort of screamed uh, mm. build around me. I mean, it, they they have been used, of course, historically, but uh, it's not like I have like a personal uh, reference to those cars from back in the days. I've never played like, uh, yeah. You, you didn't play those typical decks, maybe, but you wanted to do something special with the pre-modern format yeah. with the deck. Uh, and Olan, when I, I talked to you about maybe having Berlin on uh, discussing lands, you were kind of uh, happy about it. Why? Why is that? Because uh, this was um, this was the first deck I built in pre-modern. I playtested uh, this deck a bit actually at your place Seb I borrowed the deck from from Martin and played it a bit at the Oland Invitational Tournament mm -hmm. um, so after that I bought the cards I was missing for this deck and I I think for the first year I, I only played this deck in pre-modern and played it in a couple of tournaments uh, mm. now you, you this is the only deck you played like in to start with or yeah is that uh, what you mean? yeah mm. And we're we're going into we're delving into how the deck came about and uh, what it consisted of to begin with. But uh, was it that deck? Do you remember you played then? Hold on. Yeah, uh, or, it was ba yeah. basically this deck. Uh, I kind of changed a couple of cards, but not many. Uh, I I sl uh, slashed the the standstill package and left only one standstill and got in more more bullets, but. Basically, mm. otherwise the same. And with that said, maybe Berlin, you can go through where you began. Back in the days. <laughs> Back in the days, the deck was uh, kind of eclectic, so to speak. Because I wanted to fit a lot of ideas uh, into this shell. Uh, so... The main build around, as I mentioned, exploration and horn of greed. But then, uh, like Ola mentioned, uh, I also ran full set of standstill. Uh, so it had like a dual card engine, both the mm. uh, standstill and the horn of greed as uh, card drawing engine. And then it was uh, the rest of the deck was sort of a mix between like a combo and a control deck. So mm. I had a full set of time warps. 
uh, to sort of combo off. Uh, not combo off. Uh, it's uh, not a hard lock, but yeah, not a hard lock, and not a, like a specific game-winning combination, but more that like when you have like a couple of exploration on a hundred grid or so, and then you start chaining just like a couple of time warps, you go through like tons of cards, and then uh, your win condition in this deck was uh, uh, Madlands, Mischus Factory, and Trito Village, and that was actually enough. Uh, especially mm. when you have uh, a couple of time warps, uh, yeah. but then uh, there were some uh, control elements as well. So I had uh, pair of wrath of god, uh, full sets of swords, um, and uh, yeah. yeah, seal of cleansing and some like uh, you're playing the enlightened tutor. Maybe yeah. that's the key. Uh, combo piece or whatever you want to call it yeah that sort of ties it all together you could uh, of course uh, get the either of the exploration horn a piece but you could also get like a standstill uh, yeah. if that was the best option like enlightened to return one turn two standstill it's good against some decks um, and, and that sets you up for playing like the silver bullets you have one or an orb and uh you can do the sideboard in a different, all different manners if you have for Enlightened Tutors. Exactly, right? so that's where kind of this uh, uh, deck, and I, I, I would say all Enlightened Tutor decks shine, uh, is that the sideboard you get a lot of leverage and you can play bullets. And especially in this type of deck where you have, um, yeah, basically five colors, or access to five colors. Mm. Um, so, because so another engine that you also have is actually one of the lands, right? Uh, with the Horn of Greed and Exploration. Yeah, with Undiscovered Paradise, uh, you don't even need to draw any more lands. I mean, it's enough to have uh, one of these Undiscovered Paradise and Horn of Greed, and then you have a very powerful draw engine. Uh, so you will always kind of outdraw your opponent, mm. at least. So that, that's yeah. very neat. And Undiscovered Paris is also essential just for actually fixing the mana in the deck. Uh, because it's yeah, it's four four color uh four color mm -hmm. mana base uh, as a baseline. And um you you really need all the colors uh mm. fairly early as well. You need to drop exploration quite early, you need to be able to drop uh, swords or enlightened tutor early or yeah, yeah, and s since you're playing 12 colorless sources also with yeah. the Mistrust, the Wastelands, and the Richard and Ports, in, in, we're talking about the first build at least. Yeah, I can see that. So, just uh, so f for listeners who have hard to keep everything in mind here, I, I guess you will put this like in the show notes, the deck yep. list. But uh, I also wrote a deck tech uh, about the Lance archetype. I look at the date, it's the 29th of February 2020, so it's yeah. almost exactly a year ago, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good time to revisit it. It's a good way. time to revisit it, but uh, like these uh, uh, colorless lands, they, they do a lot of heavy lifting in this uh, deck with a strong uh, mana denial package in the form of uh, for Wasteland and for Vishalan port. Uh, and that is actually uh, part of what makes this deck so... Uh, powerful is that um, versus some decks, uh, especially versus other control decks, you, you get a, a lot of play uh, out of the wastelands and the Richardan ports. Mm. Uh, and also, of course, we, we, you have more manlands than uh, the, like the blue-white standstill decks, so you also sort of outplay them at the wrong game in that way. Yeah, but when you're mentioning they're doing the heavy lifting, it's like because of the exploration that Wastelands and Vishalan Ports becomes better, or how do you mean? Like, when do, why are they? I, I understand why land denial could be good, but is it that that makes it better? Or Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of breaks the symmetry. Uh, I mean, normally Wasteland is sort of fair in the sense that, okay, I get one. Uh, I lose one land and you lose one land, so we lose as much tempo, uh, mm. uh, equal amount of tempo. But if you have exploration and you can drop two lands, then it suddenly becomes rather like a free stone rain mm. uh, without the tempo loss for yourself. Um, 
So that, that breaks the symmetry and, and uh, sort of similar for, for Richardenport because you will always have more mana in this deck than your opponent. Yeah, and Orlan, is this how you remember? I don't know when you played lands the last time, but you seem to have played a bunch of lands. Is this how you also remember it? Like, what was the punch power behind the deck, would you say? Uh, the punch power was Enlightened Tutor, uh, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel Find, the, uh, finding whatever you need. Yeah, like. I, I feel that uh, I played a lot of more bullets in my version. And the problem was that, yeah, Wasteland Richard and Port was really good, denying your ma your opponent's mana. The problem is that if your, your opponent played one Wasteland and took your Rainbow Source, you might sit there without the right colored mana and tapping down yeah. your opponent's land. So, so yeah, the, the, getting the mana to work was really hard. I think I upped Reflecting Pool because... When you have a colored source, the reflecting pool is really good. Uh, obviously, it's terrible when you don't have one, but but yeah, I I really liked playing the deck, and and when you got to a certain point, you just played four time warps, tapped or destroyed all their lands, and then beat them to death with man lands, uh, mm. with like two cards left in your library. That was sweet. Um, yeah, because this isn't like you're not playing in a. Uh, you're you're dead, maybe maybe to yourself. That maybe that's one way of losing, I guess. If you're if you're this type of heavy control deck and you're drawing a lot of cards, yeah, but maybe the manlands do enough. You you mentioned that Berlin. That yeah, the manlands are enough. But when you just look at it, um, like on paper, it may seem a bit like weak as win condition just to have. Uh, like six melons, but there, there is a subtle thing uh, with the deck is uh, the one of upheaval because mm. with upheaval you can always get the game like to an, a state where you can't really lose mm. uh, so basically you have uh, you have more than six mana in play uh, or then you then you drop upheaval uh, uh, maybe float some mana or just like have a land drop saved and then you like rebuild with exploration into maybe another exploration and then you just like uh, drop all your lands and then among those lands are Richard and Ports so you could uh, for you could like from the from the start you can lock out your opponent and mm. then very easily like beating down with the mana so whatever he has like imagine if your opponent is playing enchantress for instance he has like a million permanents with uh, you know solitary, solitary confinement or whatnot that but then upheaval can win those uh, mm. messy games uh, that you weren't in the business the winning game. otherwise and also prevents you from decking yourself in, in certain situations actually okay with the horn of greed or yeah exactly like Land still even maybe, uh, no stand still that is maybe you <laughs> you don't want to play yeah, uh, but Ola you mentioned you walked away from uh, uh, stand still what did I didn't uh, hear what, what did you put in instead then uh, I didn't w I walk away from stand still I still played one because I think it's a decent enough enlightened tutor target as as uh, Martin said you can just sometimes you just enlightened tutor first turn for a standstill and then play it turn two. I think I added I added trade routes uh, and I added some other artifact and enchantments which were shifted between tournaments. Uh, I don't remember. But basically I wanted a, a wider way to 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 handle certain threats. Uh, so, yeah. so I figured that if you cut three standstills and put in three good cards that are good against a lot of in a lot of situations with the enlightened tutor that's that's a prof profit uh, yeah and we're we're going to the next uh, iteration of your uh, deck berlin uh, but stancil is one of those cards uh, you skipped and the other one is actually the time warp uh, how come you was it just because it was clunky or uh, yeah i mean I think the fundamental problem with this first version is that it sort of wants to be a, both a combo deck and a control deck at the same time. 
Um, and I mean, I, then there are several problems because of that. But I think the major sort of problem is that you get hands that were truly horrible. Uh, like you could get uh, ha like hands where, let's say you have like uh, like a bunch of like clunky cards like Horn of Greed or Time Warp or so, and then you have like two little control elements to stay alive. Uh, or you could get, yeah, I mean, yeah, even if you get like, you, you can maybe get some control elements like swords and so on, you stay alive and then you get like maybe a bunch of time warps, but then you don't have like a horn of greed, so you can't really profit off the time warp, it's more like a cantrip. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, as much as I like, like really going over the top with time warp, I mean, it could lead to some super fun and uh, of course also one-sided games where you take all the turn all the turns yeah. play all the lands do all, have all the fun yourself uh, it's it's uh, not really yeah it's not really like the most consistent so if build. i'm if i'm understanding you correctly it was like maybe the mana denial plan was more a better way to go about than the taking turns regarding like the horn of greed or whatever like yeah yeah, so you yeah. don't really need like uh, the time work pack, time work package in my opinion. It sort of, it's a little bit of a win more because uh, it's mostly good when you have the like exploration horn engine going mm. anyways. So you don't really need it. Mm. Um, do you, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, do Do you agree, Ola? Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of agree, but yeah, I think it's fun enough to play i don't wouldn't say it's the best but i think it's worth playing just because it's fun uh, mm. and you're do you need four to like is it that if you're playing it do you need to play four then or i kind of think that when you play the first one you want to play three more after that uh, mm. often uh. mm. and are, are there any other things you remember from playing that maybe we should discuss before going to the next uh, version version 2.0 as you write wrote berlin uh Orland, do you have any other thoughts uh, like on this specific build no not really i remember i beat stasis uh, <laughs> with it uh, <laughs> that was uh, quite fun um uh, with the uh, seal of cleansing and explorations and he was like really upset that he had three lands in play and i had nine lands in play uh, <laughs> so, like, i yeah. was like yeah you can play your stasis if you want like, mm -hmm. go ahead sir mm -hmm. uh, yeah you can you, you you don't need you don't need to you can tap down even maybe his lands yeah yeah, yeah. and waste his uh oh, that good stasis land i never remember the name the sandbank or whatever that keeps ticking up if you don't untap it or what is it? No, the one that you can exile a card to untap it. Ah, okay. Forsaken City. Yeah, I never remember that. My blood began to boil. But I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break my. Gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break my. Gonna break my rusty cage and run. Uh, so, Berlin, do you wanna? Should we go to like where you headed next? Yeah, I reworked uh, the whole deck more uh, into a control deck uh, for the 2.0 version. Um, so I think that's that's like the, the, the sort of the fork in the road here. You could go either uh, control build or you could go for. A like a combo build mm. uh, for and the combo, the combo is taking turns and the combo is taking like turn and I think that's basically like the turbo lands or the turbo oath deck like the pure blue green which is a rather uh, established archetype as well uh, because that's also a lands deck um, mm. and uh, yeah, it, it comes in a bit different flavors as well but uh, Basically, with that deck, you could you could change your time warps like with Gas Blessing, or you can even play uh, this combo with what's it called? Um, it's a green creature, like a Kentaur or something that you you get to put like cards uh, from your graveyard into your library again. So, 
What, a, a green, a, a gas blessing, no? No, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a green creature that you can also mm. up that kind of feels okay. the same. Similar. We have one version of the deck that Gene Bromby played in 2018. I only see a spike feeder no, there, but right? The, yeah, but I, I'm trying to look. No, Morphling also, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Morphling there was the Wincon and then... Mm. Yeah, I mean you get enough turns like in that deck with, yeah. with, with using scroll rack, yes, blessings and time warps. Mm. Um, but so so that that would be like a pure, and that deck also uses gush. Uh, so that deck would be a more uh, pure combo yeah. route. Yeah, it's so a blue green deck yeah. as you mentioned. So yeah, you're playing intuition maybe. You don't have the enlightened tutor package. Maybe that's against it actually. Yeah, because we we praised <laughs> Light Tutor enough already. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, that deck has a cleaner mana base in a way. Uh, mm. And it needs to have that if you play Gush, you can't mess up uh, splashing like a third color uh, easily mm. at least. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, but, but that was more on a side uh, that you can mm. go go the, the combo route. But but I, I, I went for the uh, control route when I reworked the deck and sort of... Um, um, yeah, just like uh, so, there was a, a number of things I wanted to address sort of, or change. Uh, like, I, I wanted to keep with the deck, like some really good stuff, and then I wanted to rework some aspects of it. So, I think the main aspect that I was unhappy with it would, is the like the dependence of Horn of Greed uh, in the first deck. So, you need to have like really get your horn out like almost on turn three either either by tutoring for it or uh, if you have it in your start hand but then sometimes it would get countered or removed and then then you could have a really like clunky hand with like a couple of time warps that were at best cantrips and so on so i tried to like uh, move away from the, the dependence on horn and greed so i actually cut one of them because you never want to draw two really uh, so i went on to three and then instead I uh, got some inspiration for from the like blue white uh, standstill control decks and added uh, four factor fiction as a mm. as an another sort of draw engine, uh, but the draw engine which is not dependent on you really doing anything else, uh, it's just a good card in itself. Uh, but factor fiction is it's good in itself, but it's extremely good with exploration. And you can even leave the dream of like a turn to a fact of fiction of so exploration. The fact of fictions uh, replace uh, standstill yep. and one of the Horn of Greeds, I guess. And you mentioned, uh, like, for the listeners, uh, what we've talked about is how you went to a more controlly shell. Uh, and the other thing you put in instead of the standstill was the impulses. Was it for consistency then? or? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for consistency, and you know, I mean, just to to like get rid of those clunky draws, uh, you will you will find what you need basically with with uh, four impulse and three enlightened tutors still in the deck. Uh, mm. You will find like the pieces that you need, and you you will also find like. Bullets, and you will also. Find, I mean, impulse often also like uh, gives you a land drop or right color man or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we all know it's it's a very very good card. So yeah. it needs no explanation really. But uh, even in this deck, it it's really good. And then mm. uh, like getting even more inspiration from the blue white control decks is uh, decree of justice actually as a win con. That card is just so damn good and it's a good fit for this deck because you have uh, as I said you'll always have more mana than uh, like a blue white control player so why not add your own decrease mm. uh, and the decrease also goes really good with the humility which I added to the main deck here because uh, actually like versus a ton of decks the best thing you can do is really just enlighten tutor for humility and yeah, play humility. We, we... We uh, keep coming back to like some of the quote-unquote best cards in uh, pre-modern, and Enlightened Tutor often come up like a really good card. Duress we talked about, but Humility is kind of I feel a secret like 
re maybe worship also, <laughs> but those cards, are, okay, humility see more and more play now, but it's really good against like most of the, maybe better than a wrath then, or? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's not really the same card as wrath because it doesn't get rid of the creatures, but. Mm. But I you're think, not playing in a wrath now, but. Yeah. No, actually, so with relying a little bit more on humility, uh, I actually skipped the wraths. Uh, and added a couple of pyroclasm instead mm. because uh, in this version I have even more uh, like multicolored mana sources because I reworked the mana base as well so you can rather comfortably play pyroclasm on turn 2 uh, and I think that's just uh, I mean in most matchups it's where you want the wrath of god Pyroclasm is as good, and not always of course, but uh, against the most aggressive decks like goblins, elves, uh, sly, etc. Uh, Wrath of God is often too slow actually. Mm. Uh, so uh, I added Pyroclasm, and Pyroclasm is great together with Humility. Yeah, and uh, Olan, we before Berlin came on we talked a bit about the mana base. Uh, you have Grand Coliseum. And you still have the city of brasses, but uh, more reflecting pools, I guess. Uh, Ola, what do you think? You, you don't like Grand Coliseum, but well, you see it. Why well, you should? Why you need to play it? Or uh, yeah, I kind of. What I didn't see when I looked at the deck list first, I only saw one reflecting pool for some reason. They are mm -hmm. uh, in the deck picks. The cards are not really lined up, so I actually missed it for some reason, whatever. Okay. In the first version, there's only one. Yeah, and I, I, this one is three. I really liked Reflecting Pool, um, and I think it's great in this. And I also, went, if you go back to that humility discussion, uh, the humility is so nice in this deck as well, because you have Enlightened Tutors. The old version played two Wrath of Gods. Basically, here you play four, um, four humilities mm. uh, with only one. Uh, um, yeah, and like Berlin, you mentioned the fact of fictions also. Uh, you went down to three Enlightened Tutors because with fact of fiction, you can f get a pyroclasm or anything, also, maybe, I guess. Uh, you can find stuff without uh, tutoring for it, uh, with the impulses, maybe, even more. Yeah, exactly. Im Im impulses smooth things out. And, and that's also uh, an experience from playing the first version a lot. You get these hands with two enlightened tutors, and it's actually mm. really bad because then, uh, like the card disadvantage really kicks in. Uh, if the opponent is playing counter spells, for instance, and then it, you know he starts countering your horn of greed or something, and then and you need to tutor for another one, and I know it's not it's slow and uh, yeah. Uh, so mm. I think yeah, you you don't want four. I think three is the magic number uh, in mm. this deck. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like blame anyone for playing four, but I think yeah. uh, well, if you're playing impulses and fact of fictions, maybe you will be able to piece together what you need anyhow more than otherwise. Uh, but you have a miser wall of blossoms also that you put in, and uh, actually a uh, aura of silence that you put in the main build, and you went down on one Mishra, uh, I guess so. Uh, but with the Decree of Justice, I guess, two of them, you have more win cons anyhow. Yeah. So more consistent mono base. But well, I didn't get your take on... Uh, is it because of the reflecting pool you need Grand Colosseum? Uh, because you could play four Cedar Brasses, but what do you think uh, first, Olan? I kind of don't like uh, playing so many lands that comes into play tapped, but... But then again, you don't have really have that many one drops um, in this deck. You have eight or eleven with um, enlightened tutor. I don't know. Uh, maybe you you want to protect your life and not play city of brass, but you still have would have to tap the grand conceal. I don't know. I, I'm mm. I'm I'm torn with this mana base in this deck after playing the first version. Uh, mm -hmm. Because like yeah. City of Brass are so often a liability as well. Uh, hmm. You need you you need to keep using your mana, I guess. Uh, what are your 
conclusions on this then, Berlin, since you took out two pseudobrasses and uh, you basically put in four coliseums and some reflecting poles. As I mentioned, took out like one vicious factor for it. Yeah, you have to take my word for it when I uh, say that I have uh, toyed a lot and experimented with the mono base here. I tried like everything. I tried fetch lands and basics and like all different combinations of yeah, uh, because the first lands, version like had fetch and... also, right? The first version you had like one wisp for teeth and planes and for one planes for yeah. forest. Yeah. So, so and I, and there I you know, have the coastal tower. So I, I I tried everything, but I'm actually I'm actually really happy with this mono base. Uh, like the thing with Sito Brass is that as you kind of touched on, I mean you're using your mana and like all your mana all the turns because you have manlands and you have Richardan Port. Uh, so you're never idling your mana really. Uh, you're using it all the time. And like if you have multiple City of, City of Brass, the damage really adds up. Uh, and you, I mean, you don't win fast. You need a lot of turns to win. So it's not really sustainable. Uh, Grand Colosseum, on the other hand, is perfect uh, because it gives you color mana when you need it. Uh, it fuels Reflecting Pool, which I have three copies of uh, in this deck. Uh, and then, then like, it gives you colorless mana for like activating ports and whatever and for free. Uh, and the thing is, like, you don't really uh, looking like at the mana curve. Okay, uh, one drops. Like, swords is the only card that you really, really want to be able to play on turn one. Uh, in two theory, you you might think that oh, you want like to play exploration on turn one, but you don't really need it because if you play it on turn turn two, you will be like ahead anyway it's mm. fine you could play like turn two exploration then drop two lands and then on turn three you're ready to drop like horn of greed for instance and then another two lands so it's it's perfectly fine there's no like really stress uh dropping. so Sen you're you're heading for the more for the horn of greed action rather than just like exploding in the early turns anyhow since you're playing a control deck i guess or uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not like I mean, like the thing is, if if you play exploration on turn one, you will, I mean, you will anyway run out of lands to play probably like on turn three mm. or so. Yeah. So so it's I mean, at some point at turn three, four, you'll probably run out of lands anyway. Uh, so I don't think I don't think it's crucial to play exploration on turn one. I mean, sometimes it's nice to do it, of course. Uh, you can get yeah, you can live the dream like and get the turn one exploration into turn two factor fiction it happens and it's i mean that's it's really hard to beat for any deck uh, that opening mm. uh, but, but i would say you don't really need it. same with enlightened tutor i mean it's fine to drop maybe coliseum then you can enlighten the tutor like in your upkeep if you have like and then play like reflecting pool exploration that you tutor for and another land for instance so there uh, you're, given that you have exploration, you're, you also you're not, uh, you you don't suffer as much from lands coming into play, tapped. Uh, mm. So if you have, I mean, another line would be like city of brass, exploration, uh, like coliseum or treat of village for instance, and then you're not really, yeah, you don't really suffer from the comes into play, uh, as another deck would do. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, I'm happy with the mana base, but there is one there is one thing to keep in mind, and that's that is the nightmare card uh, of uh, out of Slidex, uh, Price of Progress, because we play zero basics. So like the only way to beat Price of Progress in the first game is if you get your Suren Orb out. Mm. Yeah, and you have uh, like maybe Hydroblast and the Elemental Blast and stuff. Yeah, and, and then uh, then you rely actually on Circle of Protection Red. Mm. Uh, of the cyber that you can tutor for, which is okay. actually super powerful versus life. Uh, what what are your reasoning behind taking in like more? You you you're playing one or of silence also. Now in this uh, version, like yeah. one silo cleansing, one or of silence. Yeah, huh. so I think silo cleansing is uh, a given. It's so uh, efficient card. I was actually like. Reflecting on the aura of silence uh, before uh, this podcast, and uh, I figured I'd, I'd probably cut the aura of silence now or put it in the sideboard. 
the aura was yeah a, a little bit more relevant I would say perhaps uh, when bargain was still uh, ah, yeah. uh, unbanned uh, mm. because yeah, it really stops yeah, it stops the bargain player from playing like uh, Lion Eye, Lion's Eye Diamond and so on I mean it, mm. it is nice versus Enchantress deck and so on but I think it's a little bit niche uh, and mm. three mana is a little bit clunky and also with a double white so if you want two of those effects I'd probably rather add like a second seal of cleansing but I think actually one one is probably enough but it depends a little bit on your meta of course mm. but but it's a powerful card uh, and you could uh, you could of course play it as a bullet Do you cyber. agree Orland on uh, like maybe the seal of cleansing is enough or what do you think like regarding meta today? I would play two seal of cleansings because mm. I often want, I really often want them. There's so many good enchantments and artifacts nowadays. Uh, and I, I probably in this deck would like more answers to turn one Goblin Lucky some in some way. Um, but uh, it's hard to fit Festering Goblin in this build. Uh, <laughs> well, you could do it. <laughs> but yeah, it, maybe that's why you, you have a Miser Wall of Blossoms also. Is that's, it like... that's not good against if you're on the draw against uh, turn one Goblin Lackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why, why, how come... Uh, t- talk about the reasoning behind the Wall of Blossoms. Could you go up on Wall of Blossoms? Could you get do something else? Do you want a removal, Orland, maybe? Uh, one more removal? For one, I guess. I don't know. I I wouldn't play a one-off Wall of Blossom. Um, mm. It's too inelegant, I think. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so random. Uh, I understand why you do it, but it, no, it's too random. Oh, I have a random zero for wall here in my deck. Mm. Yeah. What? What do you? Why do you have it then, uh, Berlin? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to like overanalyze it, but I mean no. it's it's a cantrip. Uh, yeah. It's it's a roadblock versus aggressive decks. It's mm. uh, like sometimes there are games when you play humility, and it's actually a problem that your opponent has a bunch of one ones. Uh, mm. So then, I mean that's it's like a body mm. uh, that you can block with. Uh, it's actually it's it's kind of plays nice with pyroclasm as well. So if you play Wall of Blossoms, they're sort of forced, if they're an aggressive deck, to, to run out another uh, like attacker, mm. uh, in, in a sense. And then like Pyroclasm uh, gets them even even more. But I mean, you, you could also like switch out like the Wall of Blossoms for a Pyroclasm, if you think that's more relevant for a meta. I, 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 I was thinking now that maybe I would switch Aura of Silence into a Pyroclasm, because Pyroclasm is actually really, really good. But yeah, I mean... Uh, it's kind of a filler now, but yeah, you could also, I mean, yeah, there, there is room to like uh, play around with this list. There are some, some flex slots. You could even add like another land, I actually <laughs> like a have dust bowl. a suggestion otherwise. Uh, do you know Kurtar's Desire? Uh, it's a one uh, white and enchant creature, and uh, the enchanted creature can't attack. Uh, and if you have threshold, it can't block. Maybe that could be something for this deck. Hmm. Mm. It's it's a thought. Uh, you can fetch it with your uh, enlightened filter also. Yeah. <laughs> no, no takers. So, I have never uh, heard of that card before okay. today. No, uh, Mickey Magnuson told me about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a fifth swords. Yeah, it may make sense. Anything? Have we missed something like from the general build? Or do you want to mention how? Uh, you, you said maybe Sly could be. Uh, are there any bad matchups? Otherwise, counter spells or what? What's what do you need to think about playing this deck? So I think like the secret strength, so to so to speak, with this deck is that it's strong against counter spell decks. Because mm-hmm. what you do, your game, you don't really care about counter, uh, them having counter spells. You, you have lots of manlands, you have, 
you like out mana them you can and and when you want to go for something then you can often like reshard and port two of your blue sources like at the end of your turn and then like another two sources in my turn so you really like uh, set the pace and uh, dictate like the mana the mana game uh, and then you like you beat the standstill decks uh, at the wrong game. Like standstill is truly horrible against these decks. You have more wastelands and ports and manlands, and you also have like in this version the decrease. So uh, I think that's the I, I think like the main selling point if you want to beat like blue white control. Sly is a horrible matchup like in the first game pre cyber because so especially if they run price of progress. Uh, after Cyborg, I think, I mean, I haven't like tested it that much. I think you even might be favored after Cyborg because, like, Enlightened Tutor into Circle of Protection Red is so backbreaking. Mm. Uh, it's the most old school way of dealing with red decks, but it actually solves all of your problems. Uh, mm. Uh, Orlan, any thoughts? Like you played a bunch of maybe the earlier version, but do you remember you won against us? Is the control? Yeah, I, I mean, counter spells was it the problem? Like Berlin said, but I've, I mean, it's good against control decks. Uh, the problem with this deck, I would see, is like quick combo decks that can just discard your only spell that does anything. Mm. Could be a problem. Uh, like if you're a creature-based combo deck, play a duress, get rid of the swords, and then win. And it's like, mm. okay. Uh, yeah. Because I uh, mean, it, it, the first two turns, you don't do that much. I mean, sometimes you just get exploration into wasteland, waste their mana source, and they're dead. If they play like some, comes into play tapped, add two mana lands or something. Hmm. Uh, uh yeah and i guess there's many different ways to go about uh depending on the meta this is one year ago uh, and we're going into the cyborg i guess uh, pretty soon but uh, uh you could as you mentioned Orland, maybe a seal of cleansing maybe uh, another removal or something there's some flex spots you could uh, do stuff with i guess uh, depending on the meta if you're if we're talking about the main build but uh berlin could you walk us through, uh, like maybe your first, because I don't, I, we're not stuck on the first version because it's between two builds, but uh, what did you learn from then and how have you adapted your sideboard like in this deck? Um, well, I mean, like in, 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 the, in the old version of the deck, I had like Decrease of Justice in the board, so I obviously learned that they are worthy of putting in, in the main deck, for instance. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, also like a humility, I had a copy in the sideboard, now I moved a copy into the main deck and added another, uh, another copy into the sideboard actually, because the card is that good. You want to, you want to be, be able to play it twice against some deck if they like naturalize it. For instance, if you play against uh, like the rock or full English breakfast, uh, they should bring in naturalize against you to deal with humility, mm. uh, and then it's good to have like a second, second and chance to own them because and you don't need a defense grid, I guess anymore. Uh, maybe you want it if you're playing the more combo oriented like build, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's a bit better if you want to like resolve time warps and stuff, but you don't really care mm. uh, in this more controlling version. Yeah, so so in the in this so it's it's important I think in this deck uh, also applies more generally. It's not only what you want to cyber in, but also you have to think how many cards you actually want to take out because yeah. you have you have a couple of dead cards here. So if you if you're facing like blue white standstill. Uh, even though I said it's good against that deck, you have like in the main deck you have like a couple of Pyroclasts, Masura Norb, maybe a bit too many swords uh, to be really good at against that deck. So you, you have you have a bunch of things you want to take out. So against 
against that deck, I, I want to sort of reinforce the theme that I already have, like with uh, winning the mana games. I would add like a dust ball from the sideboard, mm. uh, add another decree. The stifle probably. Yeah, stifle like to win the decree wars. So that's yeah. a little bit of a meta. So give thing us the there. sideboard that how you roll, build it up uh, right now. Should I list it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I run uh, a Torment Script, uh, a Dust Bowl, uh, I run two Hydro Blasts, and a Blue Elemental Blast, so three, three Blue Blasts, uh, two Stifled, uh, a Pyroblast, and a pair of Disenchant, uh, Circular Protection Red, a Guest Blessing, an Alrod, a Decree of Justice, and a Humility. Mm. Uh, but there, there are tons of there are really tons of options to choose from. I really want to stress that. So mm. there's so many good sideboard options. Like if you just to take an example, if you're afraid of like enchantments, you can run like Ray, Ray of Revelation would be a great option. Uh, you could run like Zero Cleansing is also good. Uh, yeah, I mean or Silence. You could run if you're really afraid of things like Devour and so on. You could run or Null Rods. Yeah, uh, mm. lots of good stuff when you have access to, in principle you have access to black too, but perhaps a little bit greedy. So uh, mm. Maybe that's one of the cards I'm missing in your, the Engineered Plague, but you're uh, downing, you're going with the humility and I haven't played this, so maybe for... Uh, like converted mana cost isn't that much in this deck. Like it's not like clunky or whatever. It doesn't uh, matter if it would have been three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter as much in this deck because you have the acceleration. You can sometimes get a little bit of acceleration and run it out on turn three. But it, it does, of course, matter. Say if if your opponent wastelands you. Uh, and so on. So, but I think, yeah, Engineer Plague is an option, but uh, Humility is good against all those decks, and Humility is good against other decks as well, so it kind of saves you a slot. Uh, yeah, mm. that's the reasoning. Yeah. Uh, Olan, what are your general thoughts on sideboarding? Yeah, I, I agree with most of the cards. I, I was trying to look at what I sideboarded. Um, for some reason, I played four Seal of Cleansings uh, in, in my 75, and I remember I brought them in a lot. Uh, other than that, I played... Also, this is a card I have no idea why I played, but it can be quite good sometimes. Cursed Totem. Um, yeah. It's good against uh, quick combo decks. Uh, uh, so, tell us what it what it does it's yeah. activated abilities and from lands or no creatures no, creatures creatures yeah, yeah. Right. i'm thinking about the other one because that you can't play <laughs> yeah as well yeah. Yeah. yeah okay and but, or also i played a arcane laboratory uh so okay. th those were some of the cyber cards i choose um and of course, it depends a lot on what you're playing against. If maybe if you play the lab laboratory, like what uh, Berlin mentioned, maybe bargain was uh, unrest uh, not not banned then or something also. Uh, but no one had started playing bargain when I played it. Okay, uh, it was 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, Samuel Korshell hadn't designed a good bargain deck back <laughs> then. What 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 does uh, Arcane uh, Laboratory do then? What combo decks do you wanna like stop with it? It wasn't really any combo deck in particular. It was like, okay, if I play against Hot Pair, this card is gonna be amazing. Uh, and I actually, I think I actually won against him with that card in that tournament. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah so you're basically you're sideboarding against players not <laughs> yeah well in a 25 people tournament um when you know that some some people are playing combo decks and a lot of decks a lot of combo decks just can't beat arcane laboratory uh, yeah 
We we did have the shattering pulse also in the earlier sideboard. Uh, you took out uh, in, in favor of the disenchant now, I guess, and uh, actually put in the null rod. Null rod is a really solid uh, card, I say, uh, to have in your sideboard. Uh, you took out the dream tides. That's a cool card. Uh, does it do what you want or? <laughs> I mean, it's very powerful if you're up against like elves or something. But then again, like humility just mm. already does it all. So I, I'm feeling like a broken record here. Yeah. Uh, or even uh, the cursed totem, like uh, yeah, Cur- cursed totem is uh, somewhat of an underrated card actually. Uh, mm. It's it's sort of a mini humility for the abilities, mm. uh, and it's very cheap. So cursed totem definitely an option. I like that card. Uh, uh, yeah, so I mean it, it shuts down more than you think because I mean it shuts down like elves is like an obvious obvious thing But it also shuts down a lot of the combo decks that relies on creature activations like uh, devourer for instance and um, Yeah, some it, it sh- shuts down like part of the part of the full English breakfast combo mm. uh, Or relying mm. on devourer to skeleton at least and so mm. And the Hermit Druid, and it costs two mana. Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, that, that was the reason. Uh, I mean, I was toying with humility back then, but then, so back then, people didn't seem to play a lot of creatures. They played weird combo decks uh, and weird control decks. Uh, that was 2018. I wouldn't design the sideboard the same way I did back then today. So, mm. so yeah. Uh, I I don't remember if we touched on the Gaius Blessing that you put in the sideboard now also. Is it like the standstill matchups or something like that? Um, Control mirrors or whatever. If I remember correctly, I put it in there actually like as a safeguard versus uh, Devourer combo. Mm -hmm. So if they do the milling thing with Alter Dementia, that actually saves you... Like for free. Uh, ah, okay. Then they can also fling you out, but that is a little bit clunkier uh, because then they cannot just like straight tinker into it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if they have like the turn three kill uh, with like turn two alter, turn three tinker, then like guess blessing mm. will save you. In one, and you have the stifles, and you have the uh, hydroblast, or maybe you're taking in. One or I don't know how many red other uh, spells they're playing except the fling in the Varo combo, but um, you you have some protection against that deck it seems with the null yeah. rod. Yeah, and then the null rod of course, which yep. uh, sh- shuts down the party. I d- just uh, w- wanted to just comment on like the disenchant because uh, all I mentioned is going for seal of cleansing. I think my reason there is there are some some games where you will like be shut down. Like by Mistress Helix, really quickly, uh, and that's kind of unfortunate. If you sit with like, and then you 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 like you like you draw into your disenchant effects later. So if it's a seal of cleansing, you might not be able to play it actually. But if it's a disenchant, then you can get out of those mm. situations. So there is like a case for for a disenchant. But I mean, seal of cleansing has its own merits. They're both very very good options. It, I don't think it. In most of the games, it doesn't really matter, no. like a lot. You you don't you need a couple to get to be able to fetch with the uh, enlightened tutor, I guess. But uh, disenchant, you can find them with your impulses and fact of fictions, I guess. Uh, anyhow, uh, and I don't know how many we shot on port decks. Maybe some prison, like the brown uh, prison decks. Maybe that's also a case for disenchant then. They're trying to tap you down, but, either with the helix or. But yeah, but the, there's sometimes you want to have a seal of cleansing already in play against them, and so so yeah, it's mm. really, uh, it's it's really. Tough. Either way. But, but but yeah, I I think disenchants get a lot better when you have uh, when you have impulses and you can dig for them end of turn and then play them uh, to efficiently use your mana. Uh, so mm. so so yeah, I I would probably if I play with impulse factor fiction, I would probably go two two, two mm. enlightened tutor um, targets and two disenchants as well. Yep. 
I, I haven't uh, played this deck. I've uh, got together some orders now so I can try it out. Uh, but you uh, did mention you put a dust ball in the sideboard. Uh, how has that worked for you, Berlin? Uh, I don't have like you don't really remember too many maybe. distinct memories of me cyborg in uh, etc. Mm. It's not that like I tested all matchups uh, okay. with cyborg etc. But I think it's it's quite strong versus like the blue the blue white decks and yes. and even so some other decks. You just want the extra. The mana uh, base the, and everything clearly comes to mind uh, for color control version that Mickey Magnusson uh, built. Uh, he has started using Dust Bowls also, yeah. uh, and I remember them being really good against some decks. Uh, I think he has one main one sideboard now. Uh, but those decks don't play Wastelands or Richard on Port, so maybe it's the extra one extra land destruction card in a way then. Uh, for you in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe we're leaving sideboarding and uh, we're starting to wrap up a bit. Uh, is there anything we should, like we mentioned, uh, you need to address the meta. This was one year ago. Uh, if I remember and understand correctly, maybe Seal of Cleansings uh, are good to have now in your. Uh, maybe two of them, maybe not, depending on what you're playing. Uh, are you doing anything different today that is Berlin or...? Um, I mean, I haven't got around to playing much lately, like the past year actually, uh, with the pandemic and whatnot. But uh, actually when I look at the list, I've like goldfishing it a little bit these days and uh, I'm really happy with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really change anything. Mm. Uh, because like the, the the deck the thing is the deck is so proactive uh, uh, even though it's sort of a control deck it's it, it has its strong proactive plan so what do you mean like um, you you're setting stuff up and it's real consistent or what do you mean like? yeah I mean, like like with the exploration horn of greed sort mm. of uh, as the main plan and mm. yeah all, all of your like spell like lands I think it's Sort of a proactive uh, mm. deck, so maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's the yeah. silver bullets for people to think about. Exactly, like. it's more about tuning and then I think the sideboard. Mm. Uh, although there are like a couple of flex slots in the in the main deck as well, certainly. Yeah. Um, you could add like or add or remove like power classes according to taste, depending on how much like weenies you you expect to face and so on. Mm. But I must I must like stress that this deck is super fun to play. It's really uh, because you, you get to do splashy things, like big powerful things. You get to I mean you, you, you break the rules of magic. Uh, mm. you, you because you get to play more more than one land a turn, you get to draw extra cards. Yeah. Uh, and so you're, you're really locking down your opponent. You're doing yeah. everything in a way. Uh, you're like the upheaval it's a miser in Europe. Uh, the, that also is a way of like feeling <laughs> you're like getting ahead or getting back. It feels like you're cheating in a way when sometimes with the upheaval. Yeah, it's super fun. Like in a long game, and then you you drop that, and your opponent has like thirty cards in hand, and like he just thought that he, he had everything, and then you know you just like rebuild with explorations and like yeah. So it's yeah, you get to do. All the stuff with this deck, yeah, you have the man lands and, as you said, land destruction and... So it's really like, in a, in a sense, like it's sort of a control deck, but you play like without training wheels because you don't have counter spells. Uh, yeah, and I don't see that many control decks that are, that would be playing like Wastelands or Richard Imports. They're playing Answers instead, right? Because that's the cool aspect of this deck. You're uh, using the Horn of Greed like with the Howling Mine, I guess, there are your relic barriers in a way. You're shutting down your opponent and you're drawing cards and you're deploying so many lands. And even a card like Undiscovered Paradise, that at face value, it seems like a really bad card. Clearly, you see it play in so many, in a lot of combo decks and whatever, uh, maybe even Stasis, as we mentioned. But 
like in this it's actually good that you can get it to hand so i really like all the small things that you can do that are really well put together uh, i think uh Orlan, you're uh, like what should people think about playing this deck or why well first i would say you never play undiscovered paradise in stasis okay um, yeah the, i don't play stasis it, it doesn't come up to the hand in stasis ah, okay so, why, yeah, why is yeah. that <laughs> it's, it comes back in your untap step so aha uh -huh, and you skip uh, your untap step <laughs> so untap face, it would, untap face. Yeah, yeah okay it, it would be horrible yeah okay i think i think lance is um I think Lance is a fun archetype, and I mean, when I started playing pre-modern, I had played uh, Legacy Lance for like two years. It's not the same deck as in Legacy, of course, but still, you get to play Exploration, and playing multiple lands per turn and tapping down lands and destroying lands is great. I mean... <laughs> and yeah. you, you can you can build so many variants, uh, like, you can go the Oath route as well, and Mm. And I looked up the card we were talking about earlier, Battlefield Scrounger, which, yeah, is, exactly. which is an oath target. If you have Threshold, you can take three cards from your graveyard and put them into your library to give it plus three, plus three, once per turn. So yeah, that, that was the combo. You can, you can put in cards, um, put in time warps, and yeah, take exactly. infinite turns. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I I'm definitely gonna. I haven't played this deck since 2018, but I'm gonna play it again. Uh, I haven't been playing the the deck from the last episode, so this is gonna be a backlog for for decks to play. So <laughs> yeah. I play every deck we discuss on the podcast. Uh, yeah, try it out once again. Yeah, we there there are some pre-modern uh, coming up, right, uh, Berlin? We will be releasing this. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I think, but it's before the Euro European champs. Tell us about that. Where we live. You get all the names wrong, Seb, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have okay, a lot of so patience. Wait, first, you're Berlin, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, one right. That's good. That, that's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, it's not the Euro champs, okay. uh, but it's the Easter champs. Easter champs, okay. Yeah. It's something um, with an E. It starts with an E. Okay. It starts with an E. <laughs> and and uh, what I want to say before I continue, it's Anton Glanz who is in the arranging group, not Johan Glanz. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to keep that in mind also. Okay. I need a pen and paper here. Now you can start? continue talking yeah. about it, Berlin. Yeah, yeah it's uh, an online webcam tournament. Uh, it's a one-day tournament. Uh, with playoffs, with Swiss and playoffs, uh, and uh, it's held on the 4th of April, uh, and it starts 4 o'clock, I think, Central European time, mm. uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun, Yeah. Uh, and we will do some commentaries, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, it's the... Two days after NoobCom, so there will be a lot of commentary for me that weekend. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we really want to get going with some real, some big, uh, right, like high stakes tournament. And this kind of feels like that. Uh, you can see uh, re the heavy hitting decks, like the tier one decks, really shine or not shine. I don't know if there are going to be a lot of new brews then. I'm hoping for that. Uh, and. Olan, are you playing or are you joining us on some commentating maybe? I'm I'm gonna try to play this one. I I had to sign off from the Winter Blast. Uh, I I had a kidney stone and went went to the ER instead. That sucked. But <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna try to play this one. Yeah. Uh, did did you get to keep the kidney stone? No, it's <laughs> it's still inside me. So Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully that will uh, sort itself out for you. Yeah, uh, so I'm looking forward to this weekend because it's NoobCom on Friday and I'm I'm ar arranging a Swedish vintage tournament on Saturday as well. So, Yeah, a lot of magic in Easter time. Uh, so, Berlin, thank you for joining us. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say otherwise before we log off? 
I think I've uh, covered all the bases. Covered all the bases. Thanks for having me here. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks once again, Oland. Thank you. It and was a great, great, great fun. Great fun time. Uh, and uh, thanks all the listeners. If you want to uh, discuss a deck or do uh, some comments on the episode, we have the Discord on the WalkWalk site. You can find it. Uh, and we have a... Uh, you can uh, use the channel where, where it says Monster of the Week. You can also uh, clearly go to the pre-modern page uh, that we have on Facebook that uh, uh, Martin set up. And we have like the on the in the show notes, you will see all the decks and I will put links to your uh, you went through this deck one year ago where we started. Uh, talking about in the uh, beginning of this episode uh, uh, so people can check that out also uh, thank you and good day good night bye 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 bye